Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Barcoded Baby Heron. Uh, I'm Jeff Fallout 3 Kowalski. (laughs) I'm Louisa uh, Barbed Wire Covered Wasteland Heron. All right, there we go. That wasn't wasn't very good, damn it. Jeff, are you you joining are you the Brotherhood of Steel? Uh, I've gotten no more than 45 minutes into Fallout 3 any of the seven times I've tried to play it, so <laughs> I don't yeah. know what that is. It is funny how that game is very good, but also really hard to play somehow. Maybe it's, it's just because it looks so uh, bad now. I, I would be fine with it looking bad. It's just like, I don't know, everything's brownish green. Yeah, that's what I mean when I say look so bad. Oh, okay. Because, like, Skyrim I played a hundred hours of, and it's the same thing but with dragons and snow instead of sand and lasers. Although, I mean, Skyrim came out several years, two years after Fallout 3 or something like that. Anyway, uh, Skyrim is starting to get there for me, too, because I was recently like, hmm, maybe I should dip back in. I haven't ever tried that, like, remastered version that everyone who had it on PC got for free. And I loaded it up, and I was like, oh, everything's just so gray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Yeah, you need, to, you need to install a couple of, like, graphical upgrade mods. I guess. I thought that the whole point of this, like, digital deluxe edition or whatever it was, was that it fixed a lot of that stuff, but... Mm-hmm. No, I think it just did, mods. like, high-res textures. You need oh, to okay. replace that snow texture with uh, pepperoni pizza texture. Mm. Mm, uh, have you have you played Skyrim yet, Louisa? Has Louisa tried Skyrim? No. Oh, yeah, Jeff put in that stinger right before <laughs> no. you said that. No, not gonna. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> now the new thing is, I say no, and then someone asks Jeff to put that song in, and he says no. <laughs> I spent like 15 minutes making that thing, thank you very it's much. It's very good! Thank yeah, you. I don't know where it went, or else I would definitely put it in. Let me see. I have it, I code. can email right. it to you again. I'll find it, let me make a note in my notes. 15 <laughs> minutes, okay. Skyrim stinger. Good. Uh, Matt, what'd be, you do this week? I just want to point out that people are going to be very confused about the fact that the stinger did happen, and then we argued for two minutes about how it should have happened. Maybe I'll put it after after all of this. <laughs> you should put it in after every sentence of this argument. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, that'd be auditory uh, torture. Yes. Yeah, Louise is the only one who listens to this show, so I have to make sure it's pleasant for her. It, at least it helps us with our focus testing of, like, what would be good for this show, Louisa? You will yeah. listen to this. Yeah. Um, I'm picturing the uh, drill tweet about turning a big dial that says racism and looking <laughs> yeah. back at the crowd to... <laughs> Uh, okay, anyway, what did I do this week? Um, as you guys know, while I'm working, I like to put on, like, YouTube videos as a way to sort of have something on in the background, and so I'm always looking for new YouTube channels that I'm into, and I, uh, I just started watching a YouTube channel, which, Jeff, I know you're familiar with, called Renegade Cut. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, it's super good. Louisa, have you heard of this? No, I haven't. Uh, Jeff posted a video of theirs about how Rick and Morty is actually bad. Um, (laughs) Not necessarily in terms of entertainment quality, but rather in terms of, like, it is bad for society that Rick and Morty is. Yeah, I believe Um, it. 
And it's extremely good. It's sort of, uh, if everyone remembers those videos that went around like 10 years ago of the red letter media guy talking about all the problems with the Star Wars prequels, uh, this is a similar tone, but in a much less shitty way. And also the guy who runs it is like an extreme leftist, uh, destroy all capitalism because it's destroying you kind of guy. So it's really helping to radicalize me even more than I already was, which I appreciate. <laughs> you go into yeah. your berserker rage against uh, capitalism. Yeah, yeah, much like Wolverine, your hero. <laughs> I mean, he probably hates capitalism, right? I feel like if you lived long enough, you'd be like, oh, I've seen how capitalism keeps getting worse no matter what anyone does. I don't know. I feel like you would Wonder. uphold capitalism. Let's see. He's certainly not benefiting from capitalism. Who does he's, Wolverine He's always a dirty shitbag. <laughs> Yeah. I can't, I can't, it doesn't look like there's anything in canon about who Wolverine votes for, so. I guess he might be racist. He seems like he might be the kind of guy who's racist, right? Yeah, he fought in the Civil War, which side did he fight? Fine. <laughs> that was in the movies, and they both fought on the Union, him and Sabretooth. Mm, yes. The cowards. Those movie cowards. Which is weird, because they're Canadian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that, how much more north can you get, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Um... <laughs> I think that it is very strange. It would be very strange if Wolverine was racist because he's the member of the like most hated minority in history in his universe. Yeah, but I, I mean, know. everyone has seen all of these things of like immigrant communities being extremely racist against other immigrant communities like yeah. That's the unfortunate thing, is that I'm going to tap into my radicalization here for a second. Okay, here we go. Capitalism pits all of the, like, lowest-rung people in society against one another, so they don't realize that it's actually the rich dirtbags who are making out like bandits. So Mm. they're like, hey, you racial minorities that are being murdered by the police, your problems are actually caused by illegal immigrants. Like, I feel like that's what would really happen if the X-Men were in the real world. It'd be like, hey, X-Men, I know you think that it's us, you like, uh, manipulating you, but actually, it's people from Czechoslovakia. Go get them. So are you saying that Wolverine hates Magneto because he's Jewish? Uh, it's entirely possible. I have not seen the, the specifics on it. Uh, I'm going to now reframe in my mind the X-Men are Nazis, and the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants is good, actually. I mean, that's kind of what, um... Dark Phoenix was about. Oh man, let's not get too deep into it because I already am thinking of some things about them being like the master race. Because oh my god, powers. yes, yes. Like oh the, man, the the movie Dark Phoenix that came out last year was explicitly about this. X Men is definitely a right wing power fantasy. We've un- we've cracked it. Yeah, take that, Stanley. You're canceled from beyond the grave. <laughs> I mean, I think that that's true of a lot of the recent superhero movie trends, is that people are secretly like, yeah, if one, like, billionaire could extrajudiciously murder all of the terrorists, then that would solve everything. Yeah. That's what the first Uh, Iron Man was about, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's explicitly what I was referencing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't he eat a whole bunch of hamburgers in that movie? That's the main thing I remember. (laughs) Uh, I remember counting (laughs) once. Yes, all at once. (laughs) Um... He he eats, he's like, we see him on screen eat minimum four Whoppers. 
in remember, one car ride. I remember in college we used to do these movie nights where we would get together and make up drinking games about different movies where we would all pick a character and then be like, I'm going to drink every time this character does whatever. Like, every time yeah. Captain America throws his shield or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and those were very fun. And our friend Pat in college uh, tried to make this happen, but with eating for Iron Man, where he wanted to eat all of the food that Iron Man eats throughout the movie. And yeah. he got so sick to his stomach because he tried to eat like six Whoppers in like in an hour and a half. Oh yeah, I, I remember I, I watched through it and made a list because Val and I were going to attempt this, but it was like, he drinks like... 12 glasses of scotch and eats four hamburgers, and that's, like, before you even get into anything else he eats or drinks. Yes. <laughs> oh, you can't do it. Now, uh, is he the anyway. one who suggests that everyone goes for a shawarma at the end of that one Avengers movie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, he is. He loves to eat. He's always eating. He's like a Brad Pitt in that way. Ooh, maybe the might... secret of the Iron Man suit is it's powered by food. <laughs> I think the real secret is that Robert Downey Jr. is extremely bad at ad-libbing. And literally... <laughs> or extremely good. <laughs> I mean, if you only have one joke and you go to it every time, it reminds me of The Office with uh, Michael being Agent Michael Scarn in every improv scene that he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, on the uh, other hand, maybe he He's not great at ad-libbing. Fine. But maybe he's really great at uh, blocking with props. <laughs> so they're like, oh, give that guy a burger because he's going to do yeah. amazing things with it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, but maybe he's extremely good at competitive eating. <laughs> he's also the new, He's the new Joey Chestnut. <laughs> I'll have you know... He is an alumnus of Saturday Night Live and is therefore a uh, supremely talented comedy actor, as all cast members of <laughs> SNL throughout history have been. Yes, I think he certainly. actually is very talented. Uh, the, the not very good movie Heart and Souls, which has yes. him as a young man, um, but he his body is taken over by the spirits of some of the other characters. It's complicated. But he, he then, uh, the actor Robert Downey Jr. has to play like five different people, and I think he does a very good Good job. It's very upsetting to me in Captain America Civil War, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is as uh, Tony Iron Man Stark <laughs> is confronted by a woman whose child died in Sokovia during the Avengers 2. Mm -hmm. uh, and the woman who plays that character is Alfrey Woodard. Mm -hmm. And I wanted them to have a Heart and Souls reunion <laughs> right there. I'd be like, fuck, fuck this superhero shit. Let's go do ghost movie, ghost romantic comedies instead. Yeah, what's Kira Cedric doing? Nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I am glad that him and Marissa Tomei got to have a reunion in whichever uh, Homecoming? Spider-Man Homecoming, I guess it was. That is very cute. Wait, oh, wait, who? Who and Marissa Tomei? Robert Downey Jr. Oh, okay, sorry. I thought you were saying Alfrey Woodard, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't think she was in that one. Okay, yes. Uh, I wanted to see what uh, movies of Robert Downey Jr.'s, like, maybe there's a famous one that's really bad or something. His second credited role is Unnamed Quasimodo-like Child. <laughs> That's pretty good. In a movie called Greaser's Palace from 1972, directed by his father, Robert Downey Sr. <laughs> that's pretty good. Robert Downey Sr. sounds like a joke. Like, that sounds like a joke yeah, someone would does, make. It does, you're right. Also, I'm running alongside the title Greaser's Palace, trying to get on board of, like, is this a pun? Do I need to pronounce it Greaser's Palace for this, to, for this pun to work? Oh, yeah, Same. okay. Agreed. <laughs> I also don't know. 
some people do pronounce it that way, I think. Like, greasy instead of greasy. Yeah, British people. I don't think it is British people. It's like Midwestern people or something. Midwestern people have a closer accent to British people than we do. <laughs> this movie has been described as an acid Western? What does that mean? Isn't that Angelina Jolie's character in the movie Hackers? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've never seen Hackers. <laughs> Oh man, let's play a game right now. Can you name one other character from Hackers, anyone? Uh, Fitbit. <laughs> uh, Bumblebee. Was he in that? <laughs> oh my god. Optimus Crime. Yep. Oh, that's very good. That is very good. That's a great hacker name, Jeff. It is. I yeah. guarantee you that that's like a phone freaker from the early 90s. Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway. Ev- oh, ready? Freak was one of them. Yeah. Freak? Phantom Freak was his Yeah, thing? that's was it. Was that right? Yeah, Jeff, uh-huh. you didn't get it. <laughs> that's the problem. Matt asked you to get one, and he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I got half of one. <laughs> I got half credit. Yep. Sure. Um, anyway, Renegade Cut is very good because it is... <laughs> oh, yeah. ...breakdowns of movies that I've seen, but talking about how they relate to social issues. There's a very good one about how Forrest Gump is both explicitly and subtly propaganda for uh, the American ruling class, which I think is extremely good. Mm-hmm. I believe it. About yeah. how, like, being obedient is more important than being talented uh, to become a success in America and stuff like that. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. That's how he became a war hero. <sighs> yep, exactly. So it's yep. very good, uh, and if you want to get extremely angry and decide that you want to work for the overthrow of capitalism, if you're not there yet already, you should watch some Renegade Cut videos. Yeah, I just watched their video on uh, how Ghostbusters 2016 is good, actually. Yeah. Um, which is interesting, because I only saw it in theaters, and I was like, mm, this is fine. But he was like, no, the extended cut that's like 20 minutes longer is actually a good movie. Yes, I <laughs> Watch that extended cut, and it is better, and I don't love it, but that video makes a lot of good points, so even though I don't love it, I think that it he does convince me that it is good. Yeah. I I think that that movie is very visually interesting in a way that uh, people never talk about. Yes, yeah, especially that's that what parade I, of, like, demons. Yes. That's yeah. what I hate about it. But <laughs> oh, really? I, I get that people like it. Well, yeah. it, I get, I think what they're going for is that, like, blacklight haunted house vibe. Yeah. Um, and that's my least favorite kind of haunted house thing, but that's fine. Mm. Some people like it, and that's fine. And I don't, and that's also fine. I really like some of the, like, uh digital matte paintings in the background. I'm a sucker for a matte painting, which is probably why I like Star Wars so much. <laughs> yeah. I do I do love the digital makeup they did on a lot of the ghost people to make them look extra freaky. Uh, that's maybe some of the best, like, character-level special effects I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty good. I so. wish that movie's uh, climax didn't didn't remind me so much of Ghostbusters 2. Mm. That, somebody's, yeah. that somebody's just a stupid pawn who's being used by an evil force. I don't want to be reminded of Ghostbusters 2 ever. <laughs> Ghostbusters yeah. 2 is pretty good. Mm. That was my Listen. main pro- plot problem with the new Ghostbusters, really. All of the Ghostbuster movies are not great, but fine. Mm-hmm. 
I disagree. I think the first one is very well constructed because uh, Dan Aykroyd is an insane person who cares about the mythology of his joke movie. Uh, it is not. You are wrong. Have you, <laughs> uh, okay. I, don't, I don't know how recently you've watched it, but okay. The past couple but, years. I don't remember take, when. Taking all of the other stuff off the table for a second, I think there's a lot of criticisms you could make about like the extreme misogyny in that movie. Or oh, the for fact sure. That, the fact that they belittle a lot of uh, racial minorities as well. Yeah. Taking uh, taking all of that off of the table, the movie is called Ghostbusters, about a group of people who are experts in ghosts, and the plot of the movie revolves entirely around them fighting an extra-dimensional demon. What the fuck? Fight yeah. a ghost! <laughs> <laughs> they are fighting ghosts, and as an accidental consequence of their ghost fighting, they open a portal to another dimension. Don't! Just have it be a ghost! <laughs> Yeah, you need a big climax, though. Think about it. Yeah, have it be a big ghost! (laughs) (laughs) It's just wild! You already have such a huge, like, logical leap to get on board with the premise of this movie, and I get it, that's fine, it's a high-concept movie, but then, halfway through the movie, they're like, okay, now that you've accepted ghosts, now you have to accept that ghosts aren't really real, they are the servants of an extra-dimensional hell being. (laughs) Yeah, why? Love it. No, I love it. Yeah. Why? Isn't that what uh, uh, what's his name did? <laughs> Lovecraft. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. No. Yeah. There's no su- there's no such thing as black people. It's actually just being scared <laughs> oh, of God. Cthulhu. Oh gosh. <laughs> That's I mean, how. The, did, uh, okay, I've never read any Lovecraft, but didn't he have a lot of like minor horrors? And it's like, turns out it's because this one big horror. Yes, uh, we got he, you. <laughs> he did. I guess. But- the minor horrors always, like, foreshadowed the larger horror that was coming. Whereas okay. in Ghostbusters, you don't see Slimer and you're like, there's more to this character. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, that's fair. There's, there's a deeper mythos behind this hot dog eating monster. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you guys know Arsenio Hall voiced Winston in the first season of the cartoon? Yes. Oh. Fun. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I did know, and Matt does not care, apparently. I oh my god. I love- <laughs> I genuinely love uh, her Ernie Hudson. Yeah. I think he's an amazing performer and is so good in so many things, and he is the best Ghostbuster, don't at me. For sure. Yeah. Uh, he auditioned for the role of Winston in the cartoon and lost to Arsenio. Oh, oh, that sucks so bad. It, it sucks so bad. That's the worst. Uh, anyway. Oh, um, I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh, the, all, the Ghostbuster, all the Ghostbuster oh. movies are pretty bad. Okay. Like I have nostalgia for them and I love them, but they are pretty bad. If you if an adult watches I'm surprised adults in the eighties weren't like, What? No, you can't. Well, adults in the eighties were like starring uh Bill Murray, sure, we'll give you all our money. Great. Yeah, that's true. We don't care what he does. <laughs> yeah. Um I love those movies, but I cannot understand the thought process behind making any of them. <laughs> I understand uh, the thought process behind the first one. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd was on a lot of cocaine and grieving the death. <laughs> of his best friend. No, it's people fresh out of uh, SNL. They're relatively young and they're hot in entertainment. And, and high. So high. Go and on. they have an idea, a pretty comprehensive idea to make a movie. Yes, of mm. course people are like, yes, please make this movie. No, no, no. I get all of that. What I don't get is, you're making a movie about people who fight ghosts, and so much of the movie, in fact, most of the movie is about them doing other things. 
Yeah, it's a workplace comedy. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. (laughs) But, like, there's a montage of them catching monsters and stuff, and, like, invisible men and things, and are those ghosts? I don't know. Maybe. Mm, He was creeping in her bed, so... Yeah, Yeah, but he's an invisible man! man He's not a ghost! He's not a ghost! (laughs) I, like, I forget where it was, but just within the past few years, some uh, podcast pointed out that they bust a ghost who's just jogging in Central Park. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's not even allowed to do that! Yeah! Yeah, that's like a Sixth Sense style doesn't know he's dead ghost. Yeah! (laughs) And, like... That the the montage alone is so baffling. I get that you need to get the across that the Ghostbusters are successfully becoming like famous at busting ghosts, but the the category of ghosts is so broad. You could very easily be like, okay, I'm gonna write thirty scenes about different ways in which people would be fighting ghosts. And they don't do that. Instead, they do Napoleon getting a blowjob, which I know is part of a cut scene, but like, why was that scene in the movie at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they also you. have this jogger in the Central Park getting caught. Like, mm-hmm. you need to do more ghost busting in your movie, you asshole! God, that would be a hell of a way to find out that you died, right? Like, you get ghost busted, and that's yeah. how you find out that you've been dead for a couple of years? Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, guys. Oh no, that's the plot of an episode of Supernatural. We have to move on. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. No copyright infringement intended. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we've accidentally (laughs) gone down this rabbit hole so far that we're writing episodes of Supernatural, and that's never a place you want to be. It's been on for it's been on for 15 seasons. It would be hard to mention ghosts or vampires without writing an episode of Supernatural. Uh, Louisa, what did you do this week? Um, I. Do my my usual stuff, but I did watch Singing in the Rain, which I think is my oh, favorite yes. movie. That's and have movie. you both seen that movie? I know Matt has. I have never seen it, no. Alright, it's a very good movie. Um, I pointed this out online, but it is weird that it was released in 1952, and it's set in 1927, which is the equivalent of making a movie now that would be set in 1995. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which kind of explains how everything from the flapper era that's in the movie is, like, turned up to 11. <laughs> like, yes. it's all a bit ridiculous, because it's a caricature from later on. I mean, that's yeah. the movie mid-90s, uh, essentially. I don't know what that is. Is that a movie? Uh, it was a Jonah Hill uh, directorial debut, I believe, about a bunch of skateboarders in the 90s in L.A. Huh. I mean, it's just the sitcom The Goldbergs, right? Yeah. Like, Which I every seen. episode of The Goldbergs, everything that happened in all of the decade, the 80s, happens every single episode. That's fair. <laughs> and I think that continues uh, through time, because American Graffiti was about the 50s, but that came out in the mid-late 70s. And then, like, Dazed and Confused was about the 70s, but that came out in the 90s. It always goes on. Right? Yeah, I feel like this has happened throughout human history, but we are documenting it at an unprecedented rate. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it it's it's happening like it feels like it's sticking around more. Like we haven't start like we don't have that 2000s show yet. Uh yeah, that's but, true. But like we could that 70s show started 20 years after when it's set. Yes, that's yeah. true. I I think though like I think that it's pretty steady throughout, like, humanity. I would bet, like, a lot of people wrote stuff about, you know, 30 years earlier in, you know, Renaissance France or whatever, uh, but no one remembered it well enough to be like, no, that's not how it was. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. We we know what the 90s were like. We don't really know what the 70s were like. Nobody remembers them. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying you could look at a movie from the 70s next to that 70s show and be like, these are different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I disagree. They're the same, and you can't prove otherwise. <laughs> the only thing uh, from the 70s Jeff knows is Star Wars. So yeah. for him, it's a very long time ago in a galaxy far, far Oh, man, that's a pretty good slam on me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, I extremely peaked my microphone with that laugh. I'm so sorry, audience. That was was maybe the biggest laugh I've ever heard from you, Jeff. Good job, Lucy. It was really funny. (laughs) (laughs) But, so, in this movie, uh, Singing in the Rain, which I really love, it heightens everything, uh, especially visually. All their costumes are extra ridiculous. Yep. And this is a movie based on a Broadway play, and you can really tell, like, everything about it is very theatrical. I love that I can't believe they haven't done a revival of the play. Yeah. It would, like, there's so many bad musical versions of movies on Broadway now. I guess Singing in the Rain doesn't have the name recognition that, like, Legally Blonde does or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's such a good state. it would be such a good stage play. Yeah. I think because it already was one, like, it doesn't have the cachet of, like, Legally Blonde, where you're like, oh, I wonder how they would do this as a musical. I need to go see and find out. Like, we already know how they would do this one as a musical. They've done it. Yeah, that's true. (sighs) Yeah. I think that uh, a deconstructivist revival like they did with Oklahoma would be fun. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what that means. Is somebody somebody Spider-Man in the deconstructed version? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Okay. Uh, no, they did a, a, like, revival with an all-black cast, and, like, it's different in some way, and I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't help me. It's supposed to be, like, really dark and creepy, and, like, uh, takes apart the idea of what Oklahoma is, but it's also still, like, a revival of Oklahoma. Mm. That's good, because Oklahoma, the play, is a, uh, rosy-colored glasses look back at a fake, uh, white idea of, uh, perfect society, I guess. So I can see how you twist that. What are you gonna tell a different story about for with Singing in the Rain, though? I don't know. I've never seen it. (laughs) Okay. I'm just saying somebody should do an edgy one. (laughs) Oh, okay. I mean, you'd have to change the plot pretty significantly, but you could do it about how white Hollywood co-opted black culture in the beginning of the talkies. Yeah, you definitely could do that. The jazz singer. Yeah. They do mention the jazz singer a lot in Singing in the Rain, because they have to talk about how it's going to be a failure, and then it's not, and then they have to do talkies. Yep. So you'd have, it wouldn't really be a re, uh, like a adaptation of Singing in the Rain as much as like a parallel story happening next door. Let's do a full remake of Singing in the Rain where it's uh, about a guy who's big on television and then YouTube hits. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) The trouble is, anything we try to do now about things that happened fairly recently, I feel like it's going to come across as that Google's intern movie with the fucking... (laughs) 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 Who's in that shit? Uh, Owen Wilson was in it. Yes, Owen Wilson and uh, Swingers. Mr. Swingers. Yeah, that tall guy. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. That's it. Uh, Louisa, that movie came out seven years ago. (laughs) But you see what I'm saying? I could have sworn it was like 2018, (laughs) and it was 2013, holy moly. Do you guys remember when, um, what's-his-face, that guy from, uh, uh, Hank Green, yeah, Hank Green, I think it was, did a YouTube adaptation of 
uh, Pride and Prejudice. No, I don't. Oh, Christ. It was like a that. YouTube vlog of, and Fuck. like modern day version of the characters from, oh. from Pride and Prejudice. Fuck. There have been so a ton angry. of, there have been, yeah, the Lizzie Bennett diaries. There have been a ton <sighs> of these, um, these stupid, like, vlog adaptations of classic novels. I hate it. <laughs> it's weird because I feel like I like a lot of the things that are in the same sphere as the, as Hank and John Green. And like, I like John Green's books fine, but I really want to punch them in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they suck. I, I don't think- know why they suck. I agree with most of their, like, politics and they seem like fine people. I just, they're just something about them that they're just so punchable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of uh, men uh, doing adaptations of a work by a woman that's one of the most famous works that, uh, of the era by a woman, because no women got famous then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't like them having their hands on it. No thanks. No. I don't want to see an adaptation by a man. Uh, they did a follow-up based on, uh, that adapted the novel Emma. <laughs> Called Emma approved. It's just yeah. I mean, I get the same vibe from everything the Green Brothers do that I get from whenever somebody posts on Twitter, like, "Hey, everyone out there, I just want you to know that you're fantastic." And I'm just like, yeah. that this is like pointless positivity that makes all actual praise less good. You're just making everyone's like belief in themselves worse because of this. And you can't get it <laughs> because you are too up your own ass. Oh my yeah. God. Somebody did an adapt- a vlog adaptation of Carmilla. No, no. <laughs> the original <laughs> vampire novel, the one that came out like 80 years before Dracula. Okay. I think gets some good credit for being a lesbian love story. It's uh, kind of fucked up. It does get credit for being that, and it should. Yes, good. Also, it's an incredibly bad novel of the Victorian uh, gothic horror style, so, like, fuck that work. It's garbage. (laughs) If you read it, it is trash. No, I don't read. Um, (laughs) There's an Anne of Green Gables one for some reason. Isn't that specifically about people who live in the country? That's what, yes. Jeff, you're just looking at Anne with an E on Netflix. <laughs> no, it's a vlog. It's a vlog this time, Matt. <laughs> this article is from 2015, and I feel like that's exactly the time period when people were doing these. Oh my god, somebody did a Game of Thrones one. What? How? <laughs> I don't know, it's called School of Thrones, and I guess they're all in high school. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> Wait, actually, hold on. I could be very into this if it's just like a high school drama, but then one of them has dragons. <laughs> uh, I think it's more meant to be a joke than the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, oh man, so. today God, in gym class, Danielle came in and she brought her dragons. <laughs> Oh man, uh, we we had a fundraiser dinner and uh, everybody died. <laughs> yeah, we were. We were Somebody sick. came in and stabbed like fifty people. Yeah, uh, the theme of our homecoming this year is red. I'm not sure why, but I think it'll go fine. God, I hate it. I hate all this. Yeah, I hate it too. Um, so this is a very good movie, and if you like anything that's a musical, or if you like dance numbers especially, you will see some fucking amazing work in this here movie. Yeah, Make Em Laugh is, is that what it's called? Yes. Make Em Laugh, that's like maybe the best physical acting I've ever seen in a movie. Yes, and it sent poor Donald O'Connor to the hospital. Uh, like, of course yeah, it did. Of course it did. I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't die. I know. Ugh, amazing. 
Amazing work. Um, so I recommend that to anyone who wants just a feel-good movie. The plot is very simple and understandable. You'll see what's going on, and you see where the conflicts are going to be, and then they're resolved. Happy ending. Oh, and that's it's good. Just- I'm so stupid. <laughs> The, uh, just the things to see and hear are the things that you want to watch that for. That's it. I will say it's got the same sort of vibe as, um, uh, that thing you do in that you keep on thinking things are going to go very badly, but then they don't mm-hmm. and all the nice people are fine. Yes. And that makes me happy. <laughs> I especially like the head of the movie studio refuses to, uh, ruin the career of a young woman with no standing whatsoever because it would be the wrong thing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's very good. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense even for the time. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it probably makes less sense for the time, but we didn't know until, like, later when all the tell-all books came out about how shitty the heads of studio were. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Anyway, Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, I ordered online um, via Na- uh, Now in Stock, uh, which is a service that tracks items that frequently go out of stock uh being back in stock uh i bought ring fit adventure it arrived on uh friday which is two days ago um and it is an exercise game for the nintendo switch developed by nintendo uh so you know it's gonna be like good and not kind of janky garbage like a lot of exercise games are uh Uh, i i think you could consider it like the spiritual successor to wii fit yeah. Um, except, yeah, it has like an action story thing instead of being kind of boring to look at and having no, like, uh, do you I don't know. To, do you have to stand on a balance board? Uh, no, you strap one Joy-Con to your thigh and snap the other one into a, um, uh, like bar. a ring. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you important- snap the other one into a gamja bar, and then you <laughs> yeah, you gotta uh, put your send- hand into it. <laughs> yeah, it mm-hmm. just says it just says get fit or else you, you will die like an animal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You send it to go kill your uncle or whatever. Yeah, yeah. lethargy is the mind killer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, now, I- a- important question. I'm sorry, Jeff. I know you have That's important fine. things to say, but I have a very important question. Strapping one to the thigh, inner thigh or outer thigh? <laughs> Uh, the how, set- dirty, how dirty is this game? <laughs> the middle of your thigh on the front. Um, mm, moderately dirty, then. Yeah, no, not interested. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it is pretty fun to play, and it's, like, surprisingly strenuous. I was like, alright, I have to, like, jog in place and squeeze this ring? Like, whatever. Yeah, I uh, do- but I get tired after every time I play it. <laughs> I do like that every it, every video, like, ad for this you watch just shows some middle-aged, like, happy-looking person squeezing a big tube like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I could do that. I could be that guy. Yeah, it's like a person with a broad smile just, like, squishing a big hula hoop in their arms really fast. (laughs) It is, um, it is, like, I think there's probably some kind of, uh, metal in the ring because it is hard to squeeze and stretch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is, this is one of the best-selling games on the Switch. It sold two million copies. I bet. Uh, which makes sense because it's sort of like, it's the game for, it's the game for mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I really like it. It has so much stuff, like a surprising amount of stuff. Um, but the basic gameplay loop in the adventure is you jog in place on like a track 
and you can shoot boxes or, like, stretch the ring to vacuum in, like, coins that are on the stage. <laughs> um, and then when you run into a monster, you enter combat mode, where it makes you do reps of exercises to uh, build up fight energy. That's pretty good. I mean, that's pretty yeah. much what exercising in real life does, also. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, it also has a rhythm game mode, where it'll have you do dances to, like, Nintendo songs. Um, and it has a screenless mode where if you have the... It's just called squeezing a big ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You squeeze the ring while you're doing something else, and it'll keep track of the squeezes you do and give you XP in the game. Hold on. Huh. You need to hold this with both hands, and you're using your whole arms and shoulders to squeeze it. What else could you possibly be doing? Watch TV or something. <sighs> that sounds Ride miserable. a bicycle. <laughs> Ride a <I> unicycle. Think... <laughs> I think that it would be actually really good with an exercise bike. I'm just not uh, entirely certain that you could balance holding the ring and, like, doing exercise bike stuff. Yeah, you're definitely going to fall off. Jeff, I promised that you could get free admission to every Renaissance fair for the rest of your life <laughs> if you learned to squeeze this thing while riding a unicycle. Okay, I'm not gonna, though. Well, you're just <laughs> leaving money on the table. You're leaving turkey legs on the table, Jeff. <laughs> I'm leaving big silver coins on the table. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, I like this game a lot. Um, It's been taking some of the time away from the Pokemon DLC, which I don't want to talk about because it's, uh, like, insubstantial. Yeah, man. Okay, yeah, we're not going to talk about it. (laughs) There's just just not much to say. I I got back in... I got my updates, and I got back into the game, and then I was like, I'm so, everything's so complicated, I don't really remember where I left off, and I don't want to start the new stuff yet. Yeah, I had to look up how to whistle, because I forgot, and I needed to catch that Emolga that was in a tree. Yeah. Oh, you're farther ahead than me, I've just been looking for Diglets. Oh. I only have, like, t- 12 Diglets left to find. Oh, wow, you've gotten a lot. I've only gotten, like, 70 of the Diglets. Um, when it tells you how many are left in an area, I just go around that area until I find the rest of them. <laughs> have you uh, have you gotten the new, like, unique Pokemon from the island yet? The the bear? The Kung Fu bear? Yeah, I got the little bear. I got the little Kung Fu bear. I named him Ryu. Oh. <laughs> I forgot that you're a monster that nicknames your Pokemon. No, that's correct. If you don't nickname them, then you're, you don't really love them. I yeah, don't. I don't. Right. I only name my starter. The only one yeah. I love is my starter. I don't oh, love okay. any of them, and I don't nickname any of them. They're, <laughs> they're a- aspects of a game, and that's it. You don't nickname your Jigglypuffs, Louisa? I haven't. I might this time. Hmm. You gotta get one of Jigglypuff. <sighs> Those yes. Jigglypuffs are scary as shit in this game, though. <laughs> yeah, they hov- They like hover after you. They don't they walk, j- they float. They oh, like man. dance around in the grass, but then once they spot you, they get like that exclamation point above their head, and then they just like hover, hollow-eyed, following you slowly <laughs> everywhere you go. It's like a monster movie. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well I look forward to that part once I get over the uh, all the uh, 10,000 hours I need to put back into the game. <laughs> To, get to, that yeah. to become a Malcolm Gladwell expert. The, yeah. thing that, the thing that is making me furious, which I know neither of you care about, but maybe somebody in our audience does and feels the same way I do, is that in this new island, the first thing that happens is that a, a professor comes up to you and gives you the new Pokedex for this island, which is fine, except it's a separate Pokedex oh, with no. separate numbering. Uh, no thanks. Don't but there is overlap. Yeah. Damn. Oof. Fuckers! <laughs> I think it's 
fine because it just has the ones that you can get on that island, which I think is a nice way to compartmentalize it. I do hope that whatever they're announcing next week will involve uh, being able to access all Pokemon in one big Pokedex. Yes, because yeah. here's the thing. I am an insane person, and I've organized all of my boxes so that they are every Pokemon in order. So, like, I don't just have Char- Charizard. I have Charmander, Charmeleon, and Charizard in three slots in the order that they appear in the Pokedex. Am I really gonna have to fucking catch, like, that that Sharkpedo again to have him <laughs> in my boxes twice so that he appears in both of the places that he appears in the Pokedex? Because oh, I fuck see. that. You want a living Pokedex. That's your, I like, have a living Pokedex. Yeah. <laughs> I had one until these fuckers Ugh, I'm so angry! Matt, There's why also on a- Earth wouldn't you just organize them so, like, all your ice types are in a box? So then when you're like, okay, I'm gonna go up against uh, this uh, gym that I want to have ice types here, I know where they all are. I don't- I've never had a problem beating a gym because I'm not a child. <laughs> so I don't care about that at all. I care about having them in the order that the game says is the correct order. Fine. I, um... I am baffled by the bug that they still haven't fixed, like, a like a week. It's been, like, three days. It's been a few <laughs> days since this thing came out, and there's a bug where if you import Pokemon from Pokemon Home, they don't autom- they don't update in your Pokedex. Oh, uh, no. And they've confirmed that it's a bug, so they're gonna fix it. But it bothers me, because I imported a bunch of Pokemon thinking, like, yeah, I'm gonna finish this Pokedex in no goddamn time. Nope, <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I'm gonna have to wait until they fix it. I was gonna do that, and I'm very glad that I now know not to. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yes. They um, do- it's weird that that Pokemon seems like a game that is explicitly marketed to the kind of people who obsessively, you know, uh, fill, out, fill out catalog lists, and while we each have different things that we care about, they are all shades of that, like, yeah. wanting to meticulously perfect the thing that you care about in the game. And what's wild to me is that the people who make Pokemon are constantly like, yeah, but fuck those kinds of people. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. They've made the ultimate otaku game, but they like, do, they do so many things that frustrate collectathon like, obsessed people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, otaku game, I think, carries different weight than what I'm thinking of, but like... I they, think it carries, like, I'm, I'm using it in the, like, traditional Traditional meeting, not just generic like weeaboo nerd. How we use it in America? I'm, I'm thinking. I, I would say it's like a completionist's paradise game. Yeah, exactly. You gotta catch them all. You gotta do whatever the thing is that you feel is important, and you gotta do all of them. And yet they constantly are like, "No, we're gonna make it so that that's impossible in our game now." Fuck you, nerds. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have a teapot uh, Pokemon that might be in a genuine teapot or a fake one, and you can only tell if you look underneath at a certain time. Yeah, love oh, it. boy. Even that, at least, is it is just adding more things to collect, but when you make it like, oh, the list that tells you if you collect them all now doesn't work right, or it does work right, but sometimes you have to collect two of them for no reason, or... The, it, it like you can't ever see one full list of everything. You have to do it twice. Like just don't. Yeah. Why are you attacking the people that are the only people that like your stupid, terrible game? Yeah, gamers rise up, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, true. gamers rights. <laughs> yep. All right, we weren't going we to talk about Pokemon, but then we did a lot. <laughs> no, we need to elect a gamer as president. That's what we're talking about. Yes, now. finally, yeah. uh, someone Sonic the Hedgehog for president. <laughs> 
Uh, here's a good question. Does Sonic game? Is he a gamer? No. No. Ooh, controversial. <laughs> I think that he only plays Neo Geo Pocket. Here's the thing. I think we can all <laughs> Enough agree. of what Jeff's joking about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do we have any way to add to that? I don't. Yeah, I think either. that I'm Sonic like, yeah. is... I think Sonic is poor, and he doesn't have the internet, so he plays with the one video game he's ever had from 25 years ago. I think that we can all agree that the first generation of video game stars, Mario, Sonic, Donkey Kong, were all of a generation they grew up without video games, and so they don't really care about video games. The first generation of video game stars that were gamers themselves and get what we're about is fucking Crash Bandicoot. You know this to be true. Crash Bandicoot games... 24 7 yeah crash bandicoot uh subsists solely on a diet of mountain dew and bugles <laughs> yes uh, matt i think you're right about this because when you said donkey kong i know what you mean but then when i think about diddy kong i think yes. diddy kong is a gamer oh for sure oh yeah that's true yes. here's the thing though matt i'm gonna say something that blows your mind okay. uh Crash Bandicoot came out five years after Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Sonic came out ten years after Donkey Kong. Yeah. Crash is closer to Sonic than Sonic is to Donkey Kong. Yeah, that's fine. And Cleopatra's closer to Pizza Hut than the pyramids or whatever. It doesn't matter. She's still from Egypt. <laughs> What? Oh, very good. What the hell? I was thinking about that too. <laughs> Jeff was making that comparison of time. Oh my god. Yeah, no, like I get what you're getting at, but the fact that you said closer to Pizza Hut is driving me insane. <laughs> but that's true. That's the thing people say. Yeah, it is. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, how uh, T Rex is closer to us than to Stegosaurus or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Pretty nuts. And Optimus um, Prime is closer to Stegosaurus than he is to the the robot Stegosaurus from the the dump truck. Beast, Beast Wars. Beast Wars. Uh, it's not a big truck. It's a series of tubes. <laughs> All right, we got a wiki, and it's a big one, y'all. Is it though? In that it's yeah. so unspecified as to be meaningless. Yes, we got idea wiki. The ideas wiki. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you guys need to come up with some new ideas for your it's, slogan. They did. They came up with the newest idea-iest idea. Okay, so I'm seeing a plain beige background. Is that true? No, uh, I, I see a, like, CGI library. Okay. It, no, it, I'm seeing a CGI home office. Oh, yeah, I uh, meant library in the sense of, like, a home, like, the a, room where you keep so all your books. It's a tiled background of a, like, a Pixar animated thing. There's mm-hmm. a coat rack centered with a bookcase to the right of it, to the left of it a full trash can full of little crumpled up pieces of paper, and a rack that f- holds blueprint drawings. On the wall are hanging two diplomas, and the only one I can read that what it's about says modern architecture in bold font. Alright. Yeah, the good. other one is like in concourse blah blah, blah landscape blah blah blah. Like it's <laughs> it can't read it. So we all okay. know of course that uh, mid-level architects are the people who have the most ideas. Yeah, well, I can't see any of that, but I can see the homepage, and I'm already nervous about the quality of ideas being shared. Because I cannot uh, wait, Louisa, for you to tell yeah. us how many pages are on this wiki. Go on. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, Jesus uh, Christ, I just looked. First of all, the logo is just a very simple sans-serif font that says Idea Wiki, and it has a stylized light bulb. That all seems I do like that normal. light bulb. It is pretty good. Well, is there a word for when a font is not just sans-serif, but also, like, all the edges are rounded? I think there is, and I don't remember what it is. I think it's called baby-proofed? <laughs> yeah, it's a, ba- it's, it's a sans-serif baby-proofed font. Yeah. Yes. Uh, then immediately we have some quotes about ideas, and I just I would I would like to before you start going into these quotes, which are extremely good. Mm -hmm. I would like to point out that there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven quotes. Yeah, and I was going to get into this. Two of oh, are you going to say this? Yeah, well, I was going to uh, point out. Well, we can just kind of get into the meta of it immediately. I was going to point out that three of them are from real people, and then the other four, so more than fifty percent, are said by characters in pieces of entertainment. And two of those characters yeah. are the same character from Gurren Lagann. Uh, well, actually, uh, two, two different characters. two different characters from oh, Gurren Lagann, but the same property. Yes, from yeah. Gurren Lagann. From um, a, like, 26-episode anime yes. <laughs> from 10 years ago. So whoever created this wiki, I believe it might just be one person, and they yeah. have very specific tastes. Yes, exactly. That's always the problem. For all of these, you go into them, and they have one thing from, like, fucking Abraham Lincoln or whatever, and then immediately they start to reference an incredibly specific anime that you've never fucking heard of. Yes. <sighs> I... I also love the fact that a lot of these quotes are, like, not quotes. By which I mean, they are not specific (laughs) to any one person. For instance, the first one is Walt Disney saying, keep moving forward. I bet a lot of people have said that. Yeah. Probably yeah. before Walt Disney also. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like the uh, the two ne- the two following that one are pretty good. We've got Victor Hugo saying, there's nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come. Yep. That's a good thing about the idea of ideas. And then we have Linus Pauling, the best way to have a good idea is to have lots of ideas. Have a lot of ideas. If you're quoting, oh, you're right, you yes. gotta get it right or else you're gonna get fined. That's <laughs> true. You're right. A parody. Fair use. <laughs> yep. But Nick Fury's quote below says, <laughs> Says, there was an idea. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There was. Yeah, like, I remember that moment from the Avengers, but out of context, this quote is dookie nonsense. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> and we've got V for Vendetta's character V saying, ideas are bulletproof. <laughs> that's a fine quote. I mean, like, it's it's a weird pull, but cool, I guess. It yeah. is definitely the least annoying quote I've ever seen someone pull from V for Vendetta. <laughs> Ooh, the thing good is, point. I think the other ones, the, the ones that are real people, you can just share what they have to say, what this real person has to say about ideas. Fine. If you're going to pull from a piece of entertainment, you're going to have to have a quote that is so exactly right for what you're looking for that it makes it worth it. And I don't think ideas are bulletproof does. Yeah, because the thing is, both in context and even just reading this quote, the idea no pun intended, behind (laughs) this is, like, if you have a revolutionary idea, then it can't be defeated because it's not represented by an individual person. Yeah. If you're- the ideas wiki seems to be about, like, inventions or some shit. Yeah. And those aren't (laughs) bulletproof! Like, okay, bulletproof vests are definitely bulletproof. (laughs) But yeah, this quote, ideas are bulletproof, is more about revolution than it is about ideas. Yes, exactly. These Gurren Lagann quotes not only aren't about <laughs> ideas, but also don't mean anything at all. Yeah. Do you want to read them? 
I don't know, I might get too angry. Uh, I'll read them then. Kamina says, go beyond the impossible and kick reason to the curb. Okay, you cannot go beyond the impossible. <laughs> That's nothing. What about to infinity and beyond? What about that? Mm. Yeah, no, these are these are just sort of like inspirational, like exercise type quotes. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing, right? You're the ideas wiki. You cannot kick reason to the curb. That's the yeah. thing you do. Like you that's a it. that's a great quote where you're trying to get a little kid to feel to believe in himself enough to power a big robot. Not a good one when you're trying to like come up with an idea for what if they made cars four. <laughs> Uh, the other one from Simon of the same property is never afraid of what the future holds, never regretful of the present, which sounds like something a friend of yours would say to you when they're extremely high. Yeah, it sounds like the lyrics to like a Shania Twain song, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but also it has nothing to do with ideas. Yeah. One of these is nothing to do with ideas at all. And the other one is actively antagonistic towards ideas. Yo, kick those ideas to the curb. We don't need them. Yeah. You're the ideas wiki. You can't do uh, that. <laughs> did you get to the about section underneath of all these quotes? No, not yet. I, well, now I'm looking at it now. Okay. Uh, welcome to the ideas wiki. A collection of ideas that you can change. Mm-hmm. We're currently editing over 101,183 articles, 1,048,426 pages, 109,000, 109,000- 1,182 files, and it's showing for me negative one active yes. users. I yeah, also I have that. All those other numbers are higher, and then yes, negative one <laughs> active users. I don't know what that's about. Uh, so this is a shitload of articles. More pages than we've ever seen anywhere, I think. Maybe. Okay, here's... I feel like this comes up a lot for us, and I've maybe ne- never been able to articulate it as clearly as I'm feeling it right now, which okay. is this. If you had something that you needed to share some information on the internet on a wiki, what what would make you think the ideas wiki is the place this needs to end up? Uh, because like, you're very high, and you're thinking about how uh, you should never regret the present or whatever the fuck. Like, if I... <laughs> If I discovered a new fact about, I don't know, Beautiful Joe or whatever, and I went to the Capcom wiki, I'd be like, yep, this is the place that this information I now have needs to go. Yeah. I, what? I, I can't imagine uncovering a piece of data and being like, the only place this can possibly belong is the ideas wiki. What is it? Yeah. Plus, looking at uh, new articles and just skimming it, it seems like there's a lot of fucking fan fiction. So these aren't really new ideas at all, even. This is basically a fan fiction, like, uh, wouldn't it be a good idea if the most popular page on here is called Nicktoons Sing? And basically <laughs> it's, well, wouldn't it be a good idea if all the Nicktoons did a bunch of cover songs as an album? I hate this, because every, fucking every fan wiki we go to is just this. Yeah. Yeah. Why would that be a good idea? (laughs) Um, It's people who are good at doing annoying voices that kids like. Doing that annoying voice to sing a song you already know, and is probably in a better format elsewhere, right? Can But can't you imagine uh, Kung Fu Fighting sung by Tak from Tak and the Power of Juju? No, because I, I don't, don't know, know what that, that is. is, but it sounds extremely <laughs> racist. Uh, what about Who Let the Dogs Out sung by the Ninja Turtles? Why wouldn't you have it be sung by Cat Dog? Or some <laughs> dog thing? What about YMCA sung by everyone from Spongebob? Uh, okay, that I'd fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Happy, sung by Ren and Stimpy. Close. They sing Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy. That's close. Yeah. 
So it's not even really an idea. <laughs> no, it's not really anything. None of this is anything. The penguins of Madagascar singing Footloose? Okay, I- okay. I'm clicking through <laughs> some of these new articles now just to figure yes. this out. <laughs> I don't know. This is under the category toys, so I don't know how to- what to take from that. But the idea, I guess, being presented here is called Kodiak the Dog Time Stopper. Okay. Okay, what does that mean? Is this what like a does wish- that mean? Is this like a wishbone-style dog with powers? Does this dog have, like, mind powers to stop time? And that's- this isn't a- per- this isn't saying this should be a TV show. This is saying this should be a toy. Yeah, I guess if you invented a toy that could literally stop time, that would be awesome. This is making me tired to look at. <laughs> yeah, I don't get how some of these ideas are ideas. Also looking at new pages, I clicked on one- oh no, it's reloaded. Can I find it again? I clicked on one that was about She-Hulk, and it said, She-Hulk, a textless- and it is just, I think, the cover of a comic book. It doesn't have any text. It's just the art. But it's the She-Hulk going up the steps of a, a courthouse. The end. That's it. How is this an idea? Mm-hmm. Who knows? <laughs> it's not even fan art. I'm sure this is the official art because it's actually good. Oh man, they have a they have a ticker on the on the side that is recent comments on all articles. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's so much of it is people just saying okay to each other. Yeah. Kodiak the dog time stopper seems to be an entire universe of ideas. <laughs> like it's, it's, they're like, yeah, this show went from 2008 to 2013 and there's an HBO Max movie coming next year. None of this exists yeah. anywhere else. The person that it's listed as being created by has their own article. They don't exist either. Oh, God. This They've is- created other shows, none of which exist. This makes me so sad about capitalism, more than a lot of things, even. <sighs> the fact that people invent some character, but it always ties into some existing property, because it has to, and then they fucking immediately go from, here's an idea for a character, right into, what kind of merchandise would this character have? You're not writing any fucking stories or anything. Yeah, like, they just created a television writer. I'm trying to understand, I'm trying to understand how a story starring Kodiak the Dog Time Stopper could even go. Let, okay, here's what we are gonna do. Idea Wiki, we are gonna help you. Uh-huh. This podcast is now about us writing an episode of Kodiak the Dog Time Stopper. Uh, are you Diana Ullman? Yes. Because she's the one who writes episodes of Kodiak <laughs> the, the Dog Time Stopper. She's the showrunner, Jeff! She takes spec scripts. <laughs> she wrote four episodes of Velocity, The Dark Human Slayer, another show that doesn't exist. Okay. I'm going Here's- insane looking at this. This is Lovecraft. <laughs> yes, we found the the yellow book or whatever it's called. <laughs> we need to we need to th- overcome one major plot obstacle in writing an episode of Kodiak the Dog Time Stopper. And that Which is, is that it's a show that doesn't exist no, or have a concept. Yeah, people write episodes of shows that don't exist all the time. That's oh how pilots God. happen. I'm saying, the challenge is... Yeah, dare is, to dream, Jeff. Yeah, remember something about kick, ideas. Kick reason to the curb or whatever. The dream, dream that forbidden dream of Kodiak the Dog Time Stopper. <laughs> yes. Here's the problem. Dogs do not have a concept of time. Uh-huh. I'm saying, if a dog was able to stop time, would they? And if so, why? Yeah, I don't think they Ooh. would. You're asking the right questions there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So how do we- This is- 
how do we fold this into the plot of an episode of Zo- Kodiak the Dog Time Stopper? Uh, Kodiak Hold on. just zips yeah. from one mealtime to the next until he dies of it. No, no, that's the opposite <laughs> of time stopping. That's time speeding. Yeah, screw this. I don't want to talk about Kodiak the Dog Time Stopper anymore. <laughs> I want to talk about Zodiac the Dog Time Stopper. That's that obviously, Matt, I- Jeff, that's obviously the evil <laughs> leaper, the villain of Kodiak. <laughs> Obviously. I want to talk about Zodiac the dog serial killer. <laughs> Zodiac no. the dog stopper. Yes, yes, yes. no. <laughs> That's it. We've got it. We've cracked it, you guys. Listen. Yeah. Kodiak- Played by Ted Cruz. Kodiak, yes. The voice by Ted Cruz. Kodiak the dog time stopper at some point in the first season realizes that there is a dog there is a time dog stopper Mm -hmm. named Zodiac who doesn't have the ability to stop time but does have the ability to speed time up and uses that ability to kill dogs yes I hate this this is very good (laughs) yes Um, Uh, we're coming up with some great ideas so who's to say if this wiki is bad or not yeah well we're making it better we're actively improving this wiki this is a service we now provide I feel like I'm going to explode (laughs) (laughs) they've they've also invented some kind of extremely horny ideas <laughs> no, like, not even. Okay, so Diana Ullman has a girl. She doesn't exist, let me remind you. But she has a girlfriend named, uh, El- Alicia, E L I S H A. Alicia, Alicia Lake Quinn, who also doesn't exist, let me remind you. She created the video game series for LucasArts, Ferryman, which also doesn't exist. <laughs> and neither does LucasArts. Well, it did, though, at one point. <laughs> Yes. But, like, I would be fine if this wiki was like, hey, I have an idea for a thing that could exist someday. Not, hey, I have an idea for a thing that didn't exist ever and can't. Yeah. Here's here's a thing that's gonna fuck you up even more. There's an article on here called Untitled Spider-Man Far From Home Sequel. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. That does exist! It's gonna be a thing. It doesn't exist yet, but it will. Yeah, what like, if, that's not your idea. What if the person hired to write that put that on this wiki just to see if people will give them some ideas? There is a section <laughs> called possible flashbacks or cameos that mm-hmm. pe- other people have filled in. Daredevil, She-Hulk, Miles Morales, Fantastic Four. This is just a list of characters from spider <laughs> This is a sweet honeypot where they're like, we could be doing this, but we need ideas on how to make this work. People will help us. What if, what if they created that page in 2007? Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> oh, man, what if Kodiak the to- Dog Time Stopper created that page? <laughs> he can't, no, he can't travel through time. He can only stop time, you guys. He, when you stop it and begin walking through space, are you not also traveling through time, Matt? No. <laughs> Fucking got him. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Time and space are the same plane of existence. Oh god, what is happening? <laughs> oh my god, there's a there's a page. <laughs> oh no. I almost don't even want to do random pages because I'm oh, falling yeah. deep into Wonderland right I'm now. I'm having a freaking panic attack right now. <laughs> Guys, uh-huh. there is a page called California Taper. It is about a species of taper <clears throat> that lives in California oh. Oh that doesn't God. exist. I wanted to say, is this one uh. of the connect one of the ones connected to a page called sci-fi, which is spelled like the word science fiction shortened, but the there's two eyes for sci, yes. two eyes for fi. Yes. Yes. I- 
ton of these new pages are like that, and I've been clicking on. They are all extinct dinosaurs and megafauna, that sort of thing, that the wiki is pretending have been reintroduced to the world by this science fiction uh, company. For what purpose? Nobody knows. Is this, is this, okay, is this idea supposed to be part of a, like, fictional story? Like a Jurassic Park-style movie that this person is writing? Yeah, or are they saying, my idea is the world should have genetic engineering? I think their idea is, I want to talk about animals, but I don't want to make up new animals, like a new species of dragon or whatever, because that's too much work. So if I pretend that an extinct, extinct giant hyena from uh, millions of years ago existed now, I could pretend what it might do nowadays, like eat garbage. I just, I saw something that makes me angry. <laughs> Everything makes me angry. <laughs> yes. uh, I started reading more of the trivia on Diane Ullman, Diana Ullman's page. <laughs> you have to get so, out. You're getting too deep. Top of the page, it says that she was born in 1980. All right. Um, so this is... She... Hmm, she gets hired by Disney at age 15 in 1995. Uh-huh. Um, which is already crazy. At the bottom, here's the categories she is, she's in. Not a real person. Yes. Living people. No. Uh, 1988 births. No. Uh, fictional people. Yes, but why are, why are there two? Why is fictional and not a, okay, here's the thing that actually made me mad looking at this though. She is regarded as one of the best animators of all time, along with, alongside with person who doesn't exist. Gendy Tartakovsky. No. Brian Andrews. He's real, but no. <laughs> like, they list a bunch of people who are not considered some of the best animators of all time. Like, it doesn't mention Tex Avery or Chuck Jones. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna look up the best animator of all time real quick. It's okay. just a bunch of people who worked on friggin' Samurai Jack. Yeah, that's you say, oh, it's really weird that they, this person would say they got hired by Disney at 15. I bet the person who wrote this is 15. That's what yeah. I bet <laughs> all of this is about. And the only show that I've ever seen as Samurai Jack, yeah. probably. Okay, one of these guys worked on Spongebob. Okay. <laughs> sure. Guys. Oh, uh, no, he also worked on Samurai Jack. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I'm so mad. I'm so, so mad. I'm all okay, worked up. I have the top ten animators of all time in front of me right now. How many of them do you think you guys could get? Uh, a bunch. Uh, more than five. Let's say more than five. Uh, I'm gonna say that I can get one more than Louisa. Okay. Shit. Okay. Let's write down our lists. No, this is extremely boring for the <laughs> listener. Uh, Ub Iwerks. Yeah, you guys are going to take turns. Ub Iwerks is on there. Louisa yes! got one. Now Jeff. Okay. Go. Well, Walt Disney's got to be on there then. Yes, you've got it. Louisa. Shit. I do like that you said Chuck Jones, and I want to say Chuck Jones. I feel like I'm stealing that from you. That's fine. Chuck Jones. Yes, Chuck Jones. Good. Tex, Tex Avery. No, Tex Avery what? is not on this. Oh, wait, that no, list he is. is, he is okay, sorry, sorry. I was going to say it's objectively wrong then. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's the only one that is represented on this list, not by a picture, but by a drawing of his head. And that confused me. So I'm sorry. Is he a cartoon okay. wolf? Was he no. drawing from life? Oh. oh, is it the cartoon from the Tex Avery show or whatever that was in the 90s that had nothing to do with him? I don't know. But if I click on it, then I will not be able to come back to this list. So that's fine. All right. Louisa, go. you go. I talked a good game. I don't think I have any more. I think I'm You tapped. said you could get five. You've done two. I know. Yeah, come on, coward. <laughs> I got too excited, like, I can do it. I don't think I can do it. Because if I try, try to think of uh, illustrators, that won't be the same thing. There are two that you definitely know. Two of them. 
I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna guess one if them. you don't. Yeah, I won't. All right, John Crick for Lucy. I'm sorry to say. Uh, no. Ah, good. <laughs> Louisa, two animators whose names oh, are often God. shown together, who are very famous. Is it Hannah Barbera? Yes. Hannah Barbera. Hannah and Barbera. William Hannah and Joseph Barbera are on the list. See, I they don't are like not that. good animators. No, I guess the Hannah Barbera cartoons are all ugly. I guess well, they're just successful. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I typed in best animator of all time, so best yeah. can mean a lot of things. <laughs> um, is someone like R. Crumb on there? No, okay. R. Crumb is not on here. Although Max Fleischer is on here. Okay. Yeah. Who's also an extremely horny cartoonist? <laughs> yeah, Frizz Freeling is up here. You guys here. still yeah, haven't gotten sense. number one. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I looked up the list because I thought oh, we were done playing. fucking Jeff, come on. <laughs> well, what is number one? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I'm a racist for not guessing it. Yeah. Louisa, that's a hint for you. I, I would be terrified to guess something now. <laughs> uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Yep. I guess. All his humans look fucking exactly the same. Uh, John Crick Felucci is on the second page, so I don't feel bad for guessing him anymore. Okay. I don't know who that is, but that's fine. Uh, he created Ren and Stimpy and is a famous pedophile. Oh, okay. That's fine, too. I mean, not that part. But... <laughs> what? Matt? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, Don Bluth got bumped to the second page, too. That's weird. Oh, He's man. good. Is he? John, John Lasseter, you guys didn't say? Does he uh, count? I guess. I guess he counts. The only other one you didn't get is Jenny Tartakovsky, who I don't know who that is. Don't either. Uh, he is the guy who made Samurai Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it all comes full he, circle. He also created all of the um, Hotel Transylvania movies. Okay, good, good, good. And yeah, great. he is. He is very beloved for some reason. <laughs> I'm mad that Miyazaki's on there. I guess for things that aren't people, right? Because the animation is what's good. Yeah, like the that's true. the. His art style you don't have to like, but the, like, way stuff animates is undeniably beautiful. Yeah. That's true. But literally, you could take any of his female characters and put a different wig on them, and they could all just be yep. each other. I yeah, mean, that's-, that's the same for his manga work as well. Yeah. That's true, but I think the thing that he cares about is, like, the backgrounds and the sets and stuff, and yeah. those are brilliant and beautiful and incredible. That's so. true. Uh, um, apparently, I-, I heard that he was working on another movie, but that it's going to take, like, 25 Five years to complete because they can only <laughs> because they can only, only gonna... do like three minutes of animation a week or something. Yeah, he's only do... going to draw one picture a year. <laughs> They're going to do it in that super high frame rate uh, film that everyone hates so much. Hell yeah! Yes, Gemini Man, the animated series. I love it. He's he's just he's readapting the Hobbit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I um I took I got it I did a random page and I'm glad I did because yeah, I it's did just I just did. as insane. I put my link in the thing the chat so I'm gonna go okay. first. All right, go for I it. I got Patty McCormick. Okay, Patty All McCormick right. is an uh, American actress with a career in theater, films, and television. But is she? I don't know if she's real or not. Is there a good way to tell? I think the fact that she was born in 1945 means that she's real because no one who is a teen makes stuff up on this blog would care about that. I'm gonna have to Google this to see if this is real or not, because there's nothing on the page that indicates one way or the other. She has yeah, a she's real. huge biography. Okay, she is real. Yeah. Um, so... She was- Why do these people care about her? What fictional cartoon did they put her exactly. in? Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing that's confusing to me. She's, she was on The Ropers, the spinoff of uh, Three's Company. Oh, she Jesus. was on Supernatural! Here we go! Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. there you go. 
Uh, she was also on Heart of Dixie, another CW show that I'm sure has a couple fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't see any cartoons. That's fine. Is that necessary? Yeah, it was probably just Supernatural then, right? Yeah, I would think so. I guess. Does these? This doesn't seem... This wiki doesn't seem like it's for people who watch live-action anything. It is... Supernatural has the same fandom as Cartoons for Children. Yeah. Okay. It is either actual children or people who are 35. Oh, maybe it's Frost Nixon. <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah. Everyone, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, all the I heard all the Frost Nixon stands have been really messing with the political system these days. Yeah. <laughs> They're really proficient posting... in TikTok. <laughs> yeah, they keep uploading TikToks to Twitter and doing a DDoS on the White House. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh, she was in the movie version of Bug. That's a, that's a play that... Ooh, that... was she naked? Uh, I don't know. I don't know which character she played. Mm. Probably if she was in it, she wa- like there's two characters no, in there's, that. There's four, and then two of them die, and then the other two get naked. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, it's been a while. Yeah. Um. Oh, she was Helen Keller in. Oh no. Yes, in the original 1957 Playhouse 90 production of The Miracle Worker. Ah, interesting. Well, I don't know why she's on this wiki. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. She seems like a very talented and good actress. So good for her. Yeah. None of her credits seem to be fiction. Like, it's not like, oh yeah, 2017, Spider-Man 5. Oh, she did play Kodiak the dog time stopper. (laughs) Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, no, Louisa's next, sorry. Oh, okay. Mine is super I didn't mean to steal your valor. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't mind, because mine is super short. You have the link, but it is... Matilda Jeffries, and then in parentheses, Powers, and she is in the category Powers characters, and I don't know what that means, but the picture is, oh, see, I can't remember her name. It is the actress, uh, the, this character is the character from Zoolander, which is not mentioned anywhere on this page, there's yes. no information about this character. It's Ben Stiller's wife, whatever her name is. Yes. Uh, and in Zoolander, she played the character Matilda Jeffries, who's a journalist, and it says Matilda Jeffries, background information, character information, and there is nothing under any of these categories, and there are zero comments. I need to click on Powers characters to understand the category. Yeah. Austin Powers? It seems to be the Austin Powers universe. Are they saying that Zoolander takes place in the Austin Powers universe? Because this is blowing my mind. They absolutely are. If you look at the trending pages, a lot of these are just from Zoolander. And the other ones are from Austin Powers. It's all either Zoolander or Austin Powers. Yes. Also Ozzy Osbourne for some reason. (laughs) He's in Austin Powers. Uh, Is Zoolander's in the Austin Powers cinematic universe? The APCU, as we all call it. Uh, Google does not make it clear. Now, Zoolander does make me horny. Does that mean, does that do anything for this? (laughs) Oh, behave. Okay, I will. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. I was just waiting for someone to ask me. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, somebody stop me. (laughs) I'm disturbed that there are links on this weird Austin Powers, uh, Powers-averse. Things such as Natalie Portman. And there's a picture of her on a red carpet because in the movie Zoolander, at the beginning of the movie, to establish that everyone knows who this supermodel Zoolander is, there are a bunch of actual celebrities being interviewed on red carpets who are like, Zoolander, yeah, he's super cool. And Natalie Portman was one of them. So yeah, that's, that's the only reason she's here. I mean, that she does... She was also like 17 when this movie came out. Yeah. That does establish that she exists in this universe. So you can't deny that. I guess that's true. Go-Go Dancer. Gwyneth Paltrow. 
I clicked on Derek Zoolander, and there is also no information. So none of these pages are filled out, yeah, but they all they all have names and photos and pages. So okay, hold on. Is the idea here just every comedy movie is in the same continuous universe? Maybe <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow played herself in Austin Powers in Goldmember. Did she? Oh, she played herself in the movie they were making about Austin Powers, playing a character in that movie named Dixie Normus. That's a pretty funny joke, actually. Yeah, it's a pretty solid joke. <laughs> no, thing. it's not! I like that. <laughs> Listen, Austin Powers is children movies for 14-year-olds. It's fine. Dixie Normus is a pretty funny name. <laughs> Oh, oh right, that. Tom Cruise played Austin Powers in that. I forgot. The movie the movie they were making in Austin Powers Goldmember about the real person Austin Powers was called Austin Pussy. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> that's not even a joke. No, it's not. Dixie Norbus is funny because listen, I understand that it's bad, but it's it's the it's maybe accidentally the the a level of bad that seems intentional. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And like I love the idea of a Bond girl who is named after having an enormous dick. <laughs> like Fine. all of all of the Bond girl names are references to their uh, female parts. And what I about just lo- what about Plenty O'Toole? Uh, mm, yeah, there you go. Uh, all the Austin Powers ones are also, like, that same level of bad sexual, like Ivana Humpelot, Gillian yeah. Yeah, Shagwell. For some reason, I think the the fact that the name Dixie is in there is helping it. I don't know why, but that one is funny to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I guess because Dixie is a name. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Normus isn't, though. Uh, why is Zoolander in the Austin yeah! Powers category? For a second I thought, hey, was Zoolander's agent Tom Cruise, but then I remembered no, he was not. It was Jerry Stiller who is Zoolander's agent, and Tom Cruise is the agent in fucking oh shit, Tropical Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Tropical Thunder. Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Uh, yes. uh, yeah, no, Tom Cruise plays Austin Powers in Austin. Yeah, but I thought maybe Austin that was Powers a connection, and it's not even that. Um, Donald Trump is on here as one of uh, Zoolander's fans. Here's what's good, is we should edit this to make it that Tropic Thunder also takes place in this universe. Okay, why don't you go (sighs) find stills for fucking every character who appears in that movie and then write up pages for each one, as somebody seems to have done here. I can certainly find a lot of stills of one of the characters in that movie, regrettably. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh man, that uh, I think that is a testament to how much people like Robert Downey Jr. That no one has tried to uh, get rid of him for that. You know that in ten years, though, somebody's going to be like, "Did you know that Robert Downey Jr. was <laughs> yeah. in a movie in blackface in 2010?" Yeah, yeah. They thought. Oh, I forgot. One of the Austin Powers girls is named Alada Vagina. <laughs> yeah. That's also <laughs> that's, kind of funny. <laughs> that's very funny in how stupid bad it is. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Plenty of tool. That name kind of implies like this is what I want or whatever. I feel now, like Dixie Normus doesn't. You're do really that digging me. in. No. You're really like digging it. in. I like it. I like Listen. it more and more every time I hear it. <laughs> now I can give you the full context of that name because she says that's her name, and then uh, Sean Connery, in the driest possible way, says, "Huh, named after your father, I bet." 
and that's all they uh, talk pretty about. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first, the first bonnet <laughs> girl that had any kind of dirty name was Pussy Galore. Yeah. I do love the idea that James Bond, a human who presumably has some kind of intelligence, <laughs> thinks the best way I can think of to hit on this woman is to <laughs> say her dad has a huge dick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there were times that. Ah, uh, uh, that is pretty good, though. <laughs> no. He's not saying it to her. He's saying it for the benefit of the audience in much the same way that Ryan Reynolds does all his acting. And yes. I think that that's the point. I get it, but if you take, if you imagine in universe a world where James Bond doesn't yeah. know that the audience exists, <laughs> he's just so bad at it. <laughs> Does Honey Rider count as a dirty name? Yes. Okay, so Honey Rider predates Pussy Galore. Rider, I, I want to know why that's dirty, but I don't want either of you to explain <laughs> it to me. Uh, I, j- I miss the days of classy Bond girl names like Vesper Lind or Tiffany Case. Yeah. Vesper Lind yeah. was supposed to be a, um, uh, uh, auditory play on West Berlin, right? I don't know. That's what I heard. Tiffany Probably. Case, Tiffany Case sounds like it's supposed to be dirty, but the person writing it did, like, uh, we, we showed this AI the names of all of the James Bond <laughs> girls and asked it to write new James Bond girl names. Yeah. It's like that, uh, Japanese baseball game, baseball player. Yeah, that we name. love so much. <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about that again. <laughs> yes, that's true. Let's talk about uh, Jeff's random page instead. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got a random page called 64 Zoolane colon the movie. First question, does this have anything to do with Zoolander? I don't think so. Okay. I don't. I also don't think it has anything to do with the Nintendo 64. Hmm. Um, 64 Zoo Lane, the movie, is an American-slash-British family live-action movie based on the Millimages TV series released for 2020 nor 2021. Oh it is God. rated PG, <laughs> and it's produced and distributed by Paramount Pictures. It's from the director of The Jungle Book, John Favreau, and from producers of... From producers' 2018 Jungle Book, which is different from the Jungle Book 2016, I guess, uh, Andy Serkis, Steve Cloves, and Jonathan Cavendish. Oh, man, that's I want good. to point out that Millimages is real. That one is okay. real. Okay. And 64 Zoo Lane is a British-French children's cartoon created by English author Envrombant. Uh, Doesn't sound very English. Yeah. Uh, the series was produced by Millimages, Zulane Productions, and La Cinquem... I can't pronounce that, it's French. Uh, <laughs> the series premiered in 1999. So, all of this stuff you is already genetically can't real. pronounce it. Um, in fact, uh, I it- think this movie might be a real movie. Oh, shit. No way. No way. Um, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now for 64 Zulane. I'm looking at the, uh, cast... There's absolutely no way this movie is real, because the cast list is, like, 80 people and all of them are famous. I disagree. I think this is exactly the kind of dumb bullshit that all these people would sign on for, because they just have to say one line in the movie. Annie the Anaconda, voiced by Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah! All of this sounds Uh, very plausible. 
Uh, Kyle MacLachlan, Louis Black, and Amy Poehler are all in it. Uh-huh. Andy Samberg is there. Uh-huh. Bill Hader, Jim Cummings, Francis McDormand, Kevin James, Kiki Palmer, J-Lo, Steve Zahn, Sam Elliott. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think what's happening here is this is a fictional North American release of a French children's movie. Oh, shit. Okay. And they've because picked all these all people of the to... Car- all of the characters that Jeff just named are listed under characters in this movie, but they are all voiced by the same six French voice actors, it looks like. <laughs> and oh, if wow. they made it in, if they actually did it, it would be the same six, like, people who dub Netflix anime doing the voices yes. in for the English version. So it makes me wonder, for the American wonder how a 15-year-old writing this page could come up with all these names, which are as varied and different levels of fame as you might expect in a real movie, and I guess they're just taking from other animated movies, because way down the list, there's some Asian animals, and we've got Ray Romano, we've got Dennis Leary, so I'm thinking they're just taking stuff from, like, Ice Age and being like, oh, I know these people did voices, so they can do mm. these other voices. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, There's it's probably so also strange. a lot of actors from Zoolander listed. <laughs> <laughs> Blair Underwood voices Goosey Lucy the Mongoose. Sure. Feels like a waste of his talents. See, Lucy is a crazy name. I love that. Uh, Diane Diane Keaton voices Gretchen the Gemsbach. Okay. What the hell is a Gemsbach? Goosey Lucy is a bot. It's an oryx. Yeah, it's a type of antelope. Yeah. Uh, John Rassenberger is in this. He can add to his uh, box office. uh, What's his? What is his? title. <laughs> He's the number one box office draw of all time, yes. technically. Yes. He can add fictional things to that now, too. Yes. Well, how much fictional money did this movie make? Oh, that's, oh, that's true. Considering that the French version was released direct to video, <laughs> I doubt that this is gonna have a huge box office opening. Where did they get the money for all these people? Yeah. Why is Shakira voicing a gazelle? They all did it. Well, she, she did, did a gazelle in a gazelle in Zootopia. Yeah. So, God damn it. Yeah, that's where we're at with all this. Oh, this article must be old. They got a Louis C.K. doing a voice in here. Uh, it's, it's only canceled. it's only three months old. So, oh no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Louis C.K. is doing a voice, but he's doing the voice of a canceled opossum. I guess because he's in the Secret Life of Pets. Yeah. This person just lifted a actor list from other places and was yeah. like, yeah, they can do mm-hmm. these voices. Have they ever Anthony voiced a whale Padilla. before? Okay, they're going to voice a whale in this movie, too. <laughs> yeah, I would bet that if you looked up a list of, like, vo- just a list of voice actors in kids' movies of the last ten years, it would be this list in this order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil Collins is in here as Frilly the Frilled Lizard. <laughs> Why not? Jesus. I I hate this. I'm done with this. Okay, hold on. This is a hugely important thing in this movie. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Nigel the African Bush Elephant, voiced by none. (laughs) Yeah, we've got another- it was Grandpa Something was also voiced by nobody. You can't do that! You can't do that, movie! (laughs) You can't do that, fictional movie! Maybe that character just doesn't have a voice. Then don't list them in the list of casts! There's no cast! You didn't cast anyone, it's an animated figure! See, if I was directing this movie, I would credit those characters as, uh, themselves. Alan Smithy. (laughs) 
It would be whoever the bush elephant as himself. Yeah. They refuse to put their name on this picture. <laughs> yeah. Charlie's mother, none. Cousin Chuckles, none. Eddie the Hippopotamus, none. Yeah. You can't do that. That's not a cast. That's just characters. Maybe, maybe this is a Japanese voice actor named None, who's just mm, voicing many that's characters. <laughs> this is like this is like a modern day version of Captain Nemo. I hate this. I hate this I'm done with this wiki, I've decided. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, fuck you! Herbert the Warthog, voiced by Ernie Sabella. You fuckers! Yeah. That's how hard you're gonna try? <laughs> God damn it. What? This is the first time you're realizing you're not trying? <laughs> that seemed especially lazy to me, but it's fine. I don't have to look at that page This anymore. person literally just copy and pasted the list of, the ca- of characters from the Wikipedia page, and then filled in new voice buys with the a copy paste from list of voice actors, and they didn't even fill in a lot of them. <laughs> Do you think they uh, went through a Google search for all these and was like, "Whoever has voiced a warthog, all right, this guy." I genuinely think they did a Google search for like voice actors in kids movies in the last twenty years, and then yeah. just copied them in order. And then some of them, they're like, "Oh, I re- I know this guy. He did the voice of the warthog in Lion King. I'll put him in as the warthog instead." I hate it because because most of these there is no justification. Why is Rob Lowe playing Oscar the Ostrich? I don't know. Why not? He might- See, here's the thing. I've never seen any of the Madagascar movies or Rio or any of that shit, so he might have done that. I guess that's possible. I- I don't know. Yeah. I don't like to think about it. Let's stop thinking about it. Okay. (laughs) Um, I guess are we done doing the idea wiki? Uh, yes, extremely. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very mad on how few ideas there were of any kind. Yeah, I don't really think that these people get what ideas are. Yeah. The best way to have a good idea is to have a lot of ideas. <laughs> mm, so maybe there is one good idea on one of these 101,000 pages. Just the law of large numbers. Listen, there's yeah. one million pages somehow. <laughs> I don't really even understand where that number is coming from. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know the difference between pages and articles. The thing is, 101,183 articles, which matches the number of pages in the header, but then it says 1,048,426 pages. Yeah. Maybe they're counting, like, photos all get their own page and stuff like that. Are they thinking, like, well, we link to Wikipedia sometimes, so all the pages on Wikipedia (laughs) count also. Yeah, technically those are ideas also. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, here's an idea. What if we just copied Wikipedia? <laughs> but made it cooler. <laughs> We're cool Wikipedia uh, This This one this one was rough, y'all. Yeah, it was. Oh, I see. Okay. So, content pages is a category, <laughs> and then pages including talk pages, redirects, etc. So, <laughs> 404 messages. <laughs> yes. So, there are ten times as many, like chat pages and redirects as there are actual ideas on this wiki. That makes sense, because every individual article has a talk page, a history page, and a chat page, at least. And most of these things are linked to pages that don't exist, or exist but don't have any content. Hmm. Oh my god, I'm so tired. Okay, well, thanks thanks for coming on this journey with us, everyone. We hope you <laughs> liked this episode, even though this wiki is dumb. <sighs> 
Um, if you want to uh, get in touch with us, no. First, I say you should rate and review us on iTunes if you like this episode, and please tell your friends about our show. Um, we have some good ones, not this one, but some of our episodes are good, and you should tell your friends to listen to those ones. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or if you message me I, or any of us, we will send you a link to our Discord so you can talk to us directly. Uh, the the best way to find me is on Mastodon. I'm on there at Matt Heron at Mastodon.cloud. I'm also on Mastodon. Mastodon.social slash at JK. Oh, you made the switch? My, uh, it's just because Mastodon.cloud is always down. Huh. I, uh, so I'm, I'm, I have a, I've had a dot .social for a while. And the um, Nazis on dot .cloud is probably a good reason to leave. Yeah. Oh, I'm not JK on dot .social. I'm, uh, I guess Jeff JK. I'm, yeah, Mastodon.social slash at Jeff JK. Well, that's good, because uh, that's standard with your other social medias. Yeah. At, uh, yeah, I'm also Jeff JK on Snapchat and Instagram. Yeah. I'm just so lazy, and I only post on Mastodon one time every week. Yeah. I just don't want to bother to figure out how to move it. Ugh, anyway, maybe I should. Anyway. Go on. You can get my really, you can look at my really good meme about uh, how Burger King doesn't have an expanded breakfast menu anymore. Uh, I think that it's very funny, and I keep looking at it and laughing. <laughs> Alright. Where is this thing so I can see it and laugh? Um, it is on my Mastodon.social account, which you may have to follow. Oh, I can't because Mastodon.cloud is down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it is the, it's the image of Mario, uh, with a crown crying saying you dropped this king, uh, but I've replaced the crown with a Burger King sandwich that's been discontinued and added the word burger. Mm. So it says you dropped this Burger King. Get it? <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been Jeff explains his own memes. To yeah, the meme explainer again. <laughs> oh man, I bringing it back for 2020. That's the thing I miss most from Patreon, I think. <laughs> that was very good. Is the fact that that was quarantined over in Patreon and you didn't have to experience it? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, all right, uh, for me, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, guys. Well, thanks very much for listening. Uh, we're going to keep doing this until we die for some reason because we hate it. But we, we had fun last week. Last week was so good. <laughs> I had fun this week, but in like yeah. an existential crisis kind of way. <laughs> yeah, the ones where I get very angry and confused are not my favorite episodes to record. But I hope they're somebody's favorite episodes to listen yeah. to. <laughs> this wiki like. It's hard to perceive. You have to kind of look at it sideways to really understand what's happening in it. The thing is, if we get ones that are about things that I'm interested in, like Spider-Man or Macadamia Nuts or something, I can get into it. But just this is not nothing. Yeah. Agreed. I can't I can't fight what I can't see. <laughs> okay. Uh anyway, all right. Well, uh hope you guys liked the episode. If you did, please come back next time. But in the meantime, here's another one for you, Claus Bloor. <laughs> muscle muscle hustle hustle. Do your job. <laughs>